What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, this story is pretty amazing, man. This is really, really fascinating stuff. Uh, it comes to us from uh, one of the programs on Gaia uh, called Cosmic uh, Disclosure. Uh, and it, on one of the episodes, they had a... Um, ex-Air Force Office of Special Investigations uh, counterintelligence officer, Richard Doty, who talked about his time in the OSI office as a counterintelligence agent. Uh, one of his tasks was to uh, get information on uh, any alien abduction case, any alien encounter case that happened within the U.S., uh, another one of his positions was to provide counterintelligence. That's his, that was his title, counterintelligence officer. So I had to look it up. I'm like, does counterintelligence mean that they, they're trying to block other people from obtaining information? And that's exactly what it means. Um, let me pull it up here. So counterintelligence, if we look up the actual definition, it states activities designed to prevent or thwart spying, intelligence gathering, and sabotage by an enemy or an other foreign entity. So today's story, we're going to talk about um, his engagement with a six-foot-tall, hideous, uh, large mantis-like creature um, that escaped from Papoose Lake, which is also known as Alpha Site, uh, near the Groom Lake facility in Nevada. So what's really fascinating about this is that it doesn't just involve one species. He actually states that they have about 12 to 15 species down uh, in this alpha site. Okay, this is where they keep the really bad guys, the really bad aliens, actually. Um, so there's a lot to this story. I may have to do a two-parter on this, but I'm going to try to give you as much info as I can. Uh, again, it came from an episode on Cosmic Disclosure, I wrote down a bunch of information that he stated, quotes, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to get into it, like I always do. I don't, I don't, I don't dawdle. But first of all, you know who is Richard Doty? He was a counterintelligence officer in the Office of of Special Investigations (OSI). A lot of people, you know, if you're new to ufology, you haven't heard of the OSI. It was basically basically the Air Force's special division to investigate ufos and and alien uh encounters basically um before they started you know <laughs> developing all these different black ops sites and or black ops programs and all that stuff um it was it's been around since i believe it was the 50s 60s maybe even earlier um but anyway he uh, doty was involved in it in the uh early 80s um late 70s early 80s 
and uh, to the mid 80s, I believe it was. And then, um, you know, continued on uh, working with different government agencies. But what's really super interesting about <laughs> Doty is, man, I didn't I've seen him on other podcasts or I should say other episodes on Gaia. But th this one specifically honed in on his experience and totally blew my mind. So what happened? One of the stories <laughs> that Doty has, um, and let me preface this with, he's about 78 now. Um, he stated that the documents that he signed to keep quiet were for 25 years. And he stated 25 years passed uh, in 2017. So he has free reign to talk about what he wanted to talk about. It's interesting, right? Because a lot of people sign those docs and they're forever or for their life, you know? Um, but anyway, so he states that one of the aliens that they had uh, at the Alpha site that he worked at um, was a six foot tall, hideous, in his, his own words, hideous, large mantis being. And it had a, a large head. Um, it was really different, okay? This thing could feed itself. It could give itself nourishment. It did not require external nourishment like we do. This thing um, had these little pods that were in its hips, these little holes. And whenever it needed nourishment, it would create the nourishment out of its hips, out of these pockets that were like holes, and produce a ball. And that ball was their nourishment that they would eat. They would drink water as well. This being was apparently very cooperative with their goings-on at the Alpha site. Um, he states that it was always quite kind. Um, they, they gathered this being from at 67, 1967, and had it all the way through the 80s. Um, so I find that fascinating. But um, he states that one day in the 80s, after being there for so long, this thing just disappeared up and disappears now let me preface this with saying that they did try to communicate with this thing uh over the 15 20 years that it was there um they tried to communicate with it they tried to engage with it this thing was just either not capable of communication or it didn't want to communicate with us so that is an interesting fact because most of these beings that we encounter can communicate through telepathy, almost every alien that we encounter. However, even in my own podcast, we found that there are some that don't communicate, uh, you know, the way that most do with telepathy. They do communicate with verbal sounds. So um, what was interesting with the whole nourishment aspect with it being able to feed itself out of its hips was um, Emery Smith stated that he worked on this or he saw this with other alien species and it was called chemogenesis that that's the term for individual species that can feed itself off of its own energy really fascinating stuff i don't know enough about science to get into it but that's what richard doty and emory smith stated uh doty also stated that this creature's uh knees bent backwards as opposed to forwards that it was not a gray it was a it was much different. It was a, uh, like I said, large mantis type being over six foot tall, also had a cape that, that was part of its body. It wasn't a cape, like wearable cape, but it was, it looked like a cape, um, that would come off the back of its head 
and go all the way down to its feet and wrap around its body when it was scared or frightened of something. So it could wrap around its body and prote provide protection for the being. The being could also tighten up its skin to be a hard shell skin when it needed to, such as when it's a cold environment and needed to keep itself warm, or in the summer when it was warmer, it could loosen its skin to allow it to be more breathable. He stated it also had um, gills in its face so that it could breathe. Um, and then it was the entire body color was basically like a gunmetal gray. Not a gray alien, but the, the color was like gunmetal gray. Um, he also stated that the eyes were large, dark gray, um, and it had several different lids to the eye itself so that you know, you could see these different lids as it would like blink, which really fascinated me. Um, so again, going back to kind of what I gave away a little bit earlier, this alien just up and leaves one day in the eighties, the alien was able to manipulate the electricity in the building that it was caged in. Okay. Even though this thing was cooperative and, you know, nonviolent, it was still caged, right? They, they kept it in a, in a secure facility, and like Emory Smith stated, you, you can't get in or out of these facilities, not even if you're a flea. They have, they have heat signature technology. They've got, you know, anything you can think of, more than what we can think of, thousand, probably a thousand years in the future. Security, you know. I mean, even thinking back to like the 70s when they had like eye scanning technology and, and this thing could like read through your hand. Uh, to to look at your DNA to make sure that you're you back in the 70s. So imagine what they have in 2022, 2023 now coming in, you know. So this thing was able to manipulate the electricity either in its cell or in its building. Um, I'm thinking it probably manipulated it in its cell because they didn't know that this thing was gone for 45 minutes. This thing um, also, interestingly enough, had a tracker on it. They, they had either placed it around or, or implanted a tracker one way or the other. Doty said it had a tracker on it, so they were able to track it. Um, but what's interesting is that he they, they he didn't get into specifics, but if the tracker was on him, wouldn't you think they would know if he moved out of the building? <laughs> Just my thoughts. But again, I don't know what kind of stuff they were, they were working with back then. Um, so he states that they got, he got out of the building through a crawl space and took off and made it 80 miles before being captured. This thing was gone for at least 36 hours. Who caught this thing? A civilian caught this thing. A man by the name of Gus Wainwright tracked this thing for over 36 hours and captured it with some animal track, uh, uh, captures. Um, so yeah, that's what he used. Um, and then a county sheriff was also in the area looking for, uh, an escaped convict apparently. And so he was in the area as well and, and came across Gus and said, what the hell is this thing? And, and this thing, you know, had used its cape to wrap around itself and protect itself while in this like netting and animal trap. And so, uh, the sheriff was like, I've never seen anything like that. What the hell is this? So they both had cameras on them and they both took pictures. That's the best part, right? So 
you know, and, and the government's never going to let those pictures out. Right. But when they, when they got, you know, finally caught up with the government and the government caught up with them, I should say, I think, uh, I think the sheriff ended up calling it in and they waited for the government to get there. Um, this thing made it 80 miles North, uh, of Papoose Lake out at Alpha site. So of course they bring these guys in the civilian and the sheriff and they debrief them and they say, Hey, you know, we're going to need you to turn over your uh, cameras. And they're like, well, and the sheriff's like, of course, I'm going to give it to you. No problem. Gus on the other hand was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to keep mine. And the sheriff eventually was able to convince him and say, Hey, these guys are going to get it one way or the other. They're going to send fe federal agents out to your house if you don't give it up. So he did. Uh, but he kept one picture. How he kept one picture, I don't know. Maybe he did a Polaroid or something. I don't know. You know, that'd be my only guess. Because you couldn't just have, you know, one of those disposable cameras or, you know, any other kind of camera that had film in it because you just take one film and you got it. Um, unless he ripped the film, you know, and put the negative in his pocket or something. I don't know. Just some thoughts. But apparently, this is like the most mind-blowing part of the story, even though there's a lot of mind-blowingness to it. Gus, with this picture, brings it to this place called Warm Springs Bar and Cafe, okay? And he puts it, he's friends with the people who own the bar. He's like, this is the alien I caught on camera. He's like, let's just hang it up. Let's see what people say. They put it up in the bar. People talk about it, da-da-da-da-da. But there's no proof, right? You can take a picture literally of an alien and be like, hey, that's one of the best pictures I've ever seen, and people are just going to de deny it, especially back in the 80s, right? They're going to be like, whatever, you know, all that alien stuff coming out and this and that. Everybody's fairly ignorant because, you know, it, they didn't have enough information, right? It, it basically... It basically was the government saying back in the 40s that anybody who believes in aliens is, is a kook. But, you know, once once all this stuff got out on the internet, once people got wise, once people got enough information available, now we have a fuller picture, right? And uh, once it started being published in books and all these people started to come out, then people started to believe. But back, you know, it, people were, it was such a big stigma. But even back in the 80s, this guy literally could put a picture up of an alien that he captured and <laughs> people still wouldn't believe it. Um, so going back to Richard Doty, he states that he knows that the government at least had 12 to 15 different alien species at alpha site. He stated that there were some that were cooperative, uh, and they were placed in lower security cells, uh, and engaged with and, and fed and everything like that if needed. Um, uh, <clears throat> but there were, there were plenty that were aggressive and very dangerous and they needed to be placed in cells that were electrified and could kill them if need, if need be, if they tried to escape. Um, so what was interesting was Doty states that from, from these crashes, you know, the 167, um, and then some of the others, um, they got all this tech tons of tech so much tech they didn't even know what to do with it all one of the pieces had the capability of time travel but they couldn't figure it out they couldn't figure out how to use it they couldn't figure out you know how 
they would manipulate it and and use it for themselves. They were able to create, he states, a, a very small wormhole uh, where they could see into the future through this wormhole, but they weren't able to create a, 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 a solid enough wormhole for people to get through, a big enough wormhole, more uh, stabilized wormhole, that's the word I'm looking for, for people to get through. They just couldn't figure this device out, even though they knew that it could create time travel. Um, some of the other greys that we were in contact with stated that there is time travel. They have time travel. Um, however, the humans were still trying to figure it out when Doty was there uh, back in the 80s. He says he's sure that they figured it out by now and uh, in 2022 and using it for whatever purposes they feel like they need to use it for. <laughs> um, one of the interesting things that happened was, though, with this 67 crash, this crash where they, they got this alien from, this particular alien, um, was that this craft was, he stated it was circular, but it was not like the others, not like the 47 Roswell crafts. The, this craft was kind of like oval in shape, more than circular, um, that it looked very different, and that it was actually very extremely toxic to people. The craft itself was toxic. So it was emitting this this gas and this th these other fumes and elements that were that were actually uh, fatal to humans. So what the government had to do was bury this thing. Um, they buried it north of Warm Springs, Nevada. He states, and since they they couldn't do anything with it, right? What are they going to do with it? They have to bury it, right? Because otherwise, you know, it's just going to make everybody sick. So they bury it, and then they set off a nuclear detonation that's 100 kilo kilotons. And what's interesting is the Department of Energy actually has a facility near Warm Springs, Nevada, and that they operate continually conti to this very day. They operate in man and have secured near warm springs now at this site where they had this uh alien craft buried and then blown up there is a plaque there you can see it it states u.s atomic energy commission at the very top haven't i been saying since the very beginning if you want to find out more about alien tech about alien uh vehicles about alien technology travel ships look no further than the atomic energy commission those guys are at the heart of it and the doe department of energy they're they're just just as big into ufo craft and energy okay anyway going back to this plaque you can you can pull this up on google u.s atomic energy commission dr glenn seaberg chairman uh, who's the chairman at the time? The project is called Project Faultless. They covered this with a cover story, this explosion that they did out in the desert. And I'm going to read you the exact information off of the plaque. So it states Project Faultless, January 19th, 1968. A new, and this is what they write on the actual plaque. Okay, look it up. You can see it. I'm, I'm reading right off the plaque. A nuclear detonation 
was conducted below the spot at a depth of 3,200 feet. The device, with a yield of less than one megaton, according to them, was detonated to determine the environmental and structural effects that might be should, might be expected should subsequent higher yield underground nuclear tests be conducted in this vicinity. Now, to ensure that no one digs in this site, the Atomic Energy Commission also stated in a separate paragraph below, no excavation, drilling, and or removal of materials is permitted without U.S. government approval within a horizontal distance of 3,300 feet from the surface, ground zero location, Nevada state coordinates, and they give the coordinates um, in, in, in Nye County, Nevada, and re-entry into U.S. government... Uh, something holes within this horizontal restricted area is prohibited. Oh, drill holes. That's right. That's what it says. So basically they covered it up. They said that we were conducting a seismic uh, blast experiment to see what would happen if if larger uh, megaton uh, nuclear devices were let off in that area and that no one can dig, right? Because if they dig... Not only may they find, although pretty unlikely, may they find uh, some of the alien craft, but they're also probably going to die and possibly bring some of this, whatever it was, bacteria, virus, gas, whatever, to the surface and kill us all, right? Or at least kill some people. And that's not what they wanted to do. So they buried it. But the timeline plays perfectly because... Doty states that they found this thing in 67, uh, in Nevada, crashed. So that's, that's part of the story. <laughs> Doty's got a lot more, but, um, this story is really interesting because, you know, they had a couple pictures of the alien, you know, that they had created, not, not real pictures. Um, and, you know, he states that, you know, everybody thinks of like S4 and they think of like, you know, um, S2, and they think of uh, Area 51, and, and they don't think about, like, Papoose Lake, and they don't, I've never heard of anything called Alpha Site, and this Alpha Site is where Doty worked, and he was part of these uh, retrieval teams as well. He Well, at least on, on this particular case, he was part of the retrieval team, and then he did um, some counterintelligence. Basically, he, again, just to recap, he would go out and interview folks, not just not just go out and capture <laughs> escaped aliens, because that didn't happen very often, but go out and interview folks that, that claim they encountered aliens. He wanted to find, you know, they were trying to gather intelligence. What happened? What, you know, what, which alien was it? What species was it? What did they say? What did they encounter? And then basically kind of like, you know, give them some dis disinformation, give them some, you know, some BS story about it. Oh, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say, right? Men in black. But basically he kind of was like the men in black to a degree. Um, and, uh, he, he interviewed people multiple times, um, including Gus Wainwright. Uh, he, he interviewed Gus Wainwright, uh, twice for two different events, one for this particular event and another, which he didn't, he didn't uh, go into detail about. Um, but what's interesting is he stated that 
one of the projects he worked on, he couldn't tell us all of them, but one was called Amber Sun, which is <coughs> super fascinating because I hadn't heard of Amber Sun before. So apparently it's part of the Air Force OSI, um, one of their projects, which was to do what Doty was doing. Go out, interview people who had had alien abduction or alien encounters and get as much information as you can. Project Amber Sun. So these these names are kind of just made up names. A lot of them, if they have to do with extraterrestrials, they are named after like celestial bodies, like sun. Uh, sometimes sometimes they're random though too. Um, so what do you think about this story? I'm super fascinated with Richard Doty. I think he's really a pretty stand up, honest dude. Uh, I think that he he comes across as very genuine, um, very legit. Uh, very personable, easy to listen to, uh, you know, he has a way with words that, you know, it's not, you know, when some people say way with words, they, they mean, you know, kind of like they're like, you know, slimy or whatever that his, his, uh, articulation with words is very well crafted. And, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that, you know, it's just easy to listen to him, tell these stories and the way that he speaks gives him some authority it, it gives him he he embodies that uh, authority you know not like a police officer but more of like an investigator and not like you know and i'm better than you holier than thou investigator more of like a hey this is like you know your grandpa telling you a story like he's really really down to earth dude so I, I really want to do some more investigation into him and find out a little bit more but i wanted to bring this gem to you because i just thought it was too good to not share so i'm gonna let you guys go i hope you guys have a great night great morning great afternoon whenever you're listening to this and um you know take care of yourselves physically spiritually emotionally follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams and whatever you do continue to question the universe around you Till next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.